You either love them or you hate them. Either way, welcome to the Away Fixture, your home for all things Premier League. I'm your host, Dakota Rock, coming at you from the Away section for stadiums across England. What's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Dakota Rock, and welcome to the very first episode of the Away Fixture. I am super happy you guys can be here today. Give you a little overview of the very first episode. We're going to do a little intro, give you a little bit of insight into who I am as a host and as a person. We're going to do a little farewell and welcome section where we bid farewell to our relegated teams and we welcome our newly promoted teams from the championship. And like every summer, every offseason, there's always transfers flying in left, right, center, downfield, whatever you want to say. There's always a transfer mill, transfer rumor. So we'll get into that a little bit. The new schedule for this upcoming season was released a couple weeks ago, so we'll get into that too. We'll highlight some games, and then we'll also get into a little bit of recap and a little bit of discussion about the FA Community Shield. So to get started, guys, give you a little bit about who I am. My name is Dakota Rock again, like I've said. I am living in Tennessee. I am currently a college soccer coach. I've been doing this for four years now. I'm currently on my fifth year. I have two additional years of youth soccer coaching experience. Grew up playing soccer, played all through college, traveled all over the United States, traveled in traveled into Europe playing. It was, it was so much fun. I could not have asked for a better upbringing and a choice of playing soccer. Now that you know who I am, let's get into the business now. Welcome and farewell. We're bidding farewell to our relegated teams, Norwich City, Bournemouth, and Watford. We're welcoming our newly promoted teams, Fulham, Leeds, and West Brom. Leeds and West Brom were automatically promoted, winning first and second in the table of the championship. Fulham won in the playoffs championship. After defeating Brentford in the final, um, they finished fourth in the table overall, but they won the championship playoff, so they've been promoted as the third team. Now, the real business, the business that everybody keeps their eye on for the summer, the transfer mill. Where players are going, who's signing who, and it's this summer has been a whirlwind, if we say so, if I say so myself. I was looking earlier. 56 total signings have been completed within the Premier League. Some teams have none. Some teams have as many as seven or eight because of free transfers, loan deals, whatever. But I think the biggest one we have to talk about right now is Chelsea. I mean, Frank Lampard, leave some signings for everybody else, why don't you? You're taking up everybody. I mean, we're talking Timo Werner, Haikum Zais, Ben Chilwell, Malang Sar. Thiago Silva, and they're still up in the race for Havertz getting, and that's supposedly almost done. I mean, whatever Frank Lampard is saying to these guys, it must be working. And Chelsea is backing Frank Lampard with all the money. I mean, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, six signings for Chelsea already. Five told, five confirmed, another one almost done. I mean, Frank, what, what are we doing here? And I mean, that team is going to be reckoned for. That team is going to be a force to be reckoned with. The team was already good last year. You had Christian Pulisic coming on strong. You had Tammy Abram. I mean, that team is, was already good. Finished tied for third with United, so they get their champ. They because of Golden Friantial, they'll go into the qualifying rounds for the Champions League. But I mean, that team is going to be a force to be reckoned with going into 
into next year. I mean, whoever's giving Frank the money, I mean, let's slow down a little bit. Let's not let's not overdo it here. Arsenal, they signed William from Chelsea. That's a big signing for them on a free two. Fulham, because I'm an American, I'm always excited for Americans signing big time deals. Anthony Robinson finally signed a permanent deal with a big club, leaving Wigan, signing for Fulham. I think that's a great opportunity for him. I'm really looking forward to that. And now one of the promoted teams leads. They have multiple signs already, but the two biggest ones I feel like I want to talk about is Jack Harrison and their newly signed player that they just signed today, actually Sunday. This is being recorded on Sunday. So they just signed him today. Um, but Rodrigo from Valencia. So I'll start with Jack Harrison. Jack Harrison was on loan at Leeds last year, loan from City, um, came back on a loan. I'm sure a lot of people were hoping they could get a permanent deal done for him, but unfortunately it's just a loan. I was hoping for a permanent deal too because I would love for Jack Harrison to finally find a place of his own um, because he's just been such a great player to watch. He's a fun player to watch. He played over here in the United States for a while. Got to watch him in college, actually, at Wake Forest. Shout out uh, the Deacons down at Wake. But he's unbelievable. He's so much fun to watch. So that's a great signing for Leeds. And then Rodrigo as well. Striker from Valencia, 59 goals in six years. Both are of phenomenal talent. And the way Leeds, Leeds pretty much ran away with that championship last year anyway, in my opinion. To add more players and then to add a player like Rodrigo, that's huge for that team going into this year. And you can't miss City. City has signed Pablo Moreno from Juve, Ferran Torres, not Nathan Aki. We'll get into the rumors later. Um, but those three signings, they've also signed Scott Carson. Um, but the three signings I've mentioned are huge for them. Nathan Aki, a great center back. They signed him from Bournemouth. He's staying in the Premier League. That's huge. That's going to be huge for his development, huge for his national career. And then Pablo Moreno, a young player from Juve. Ferran Torres, who have I heard nothing but good things about. I've seen nothing but good highlights of his. Haven't actually sat down and watched a game of him. I'm not a big La Liga fan. But I, I mean, if he's signing for City, if Pep wants him, then he's got to be good because Pep is building a dynasty there. They haven't been able to get past the Champions League. They haven't won the Premier League in a year or two, I believe. I can't remember. I think it was just two years ago they won the Premier League. But he's building a dynasty there. There's no doubt about it. Tottenham have signed a couple players I'm not even going to try. They signed the player, the center mid from Southampton. I tried to look up the pronunciation of his name to at least give it somewhat of an attempt tonight. But after looking up multiple pronunciations, I just, I never felt confident. I didn't want to butcher it. Um, But the Pierre Emily player from Southampton center mid, they signed Joe Hart on a free from Burnley. And then Matt Doherty from Wolves. Okay, so now we're getting into the rumors. The biggest rumor, it's no, it's the elephant in the room. It's the biggest transfer market deal that everybody is talking about. I mean, I don't think I can get on Twitter or any social media for two minutes without seeing a new tweet or a new post about this player. But Lionel Messi, supposedly he's finally ready to leave Barcelona after a lifetime at that club. City has been the top dog. There has been other clubs in the running, uh, United, a couple others, Chelsea, and then just everybody's everybody's talking about Messi. I can see him going to City. 
Pep Guardioli. He was with Pep at uh, Barcelona. He has that relationship. He loves playing for Pep. So that's one of the biggest reasons that he could end up at City. But without that, though... There's a lot of questions to this deal. And there's been a lot of questions to this whole transfer rumor, whether it's just to get Barcelona to buy more players or get rid of the coach. I don't know what's going on. No one really knows what's going on besides Lionel Messi and his inside team, his best friends, whatever's going on. One of the problems that I think faces City with this deal is the financial fair play uh, problems. They've already been under investigation for FFP problems in the past. They've gotten, they've gotten let off. In my opinion, I'm I'm trying to say bias. They've gotten let off. They've been they've been getting a slap on the wrist. Messy to see. I mean, surely that brings up some kind of question for them with the FFP. I know there was a bunch of tweets and stuff about they were trying to crunch numbers to see if they could actually get it done within the FFP guidelines and everything. But there's also, as of today, there's been a huge announcement from the La Liga from Barcelona saying that they are keeping him they are not honoring his transfer request as a release clause so what we thought was going to be a transfer on a free it's now not La Liga has said they're backing Barcelona in the determination of keeping the release clause that release clause guys if think of as much money as you can and then think of it doubled and then think of that tripled 670 million euros 623 pounds which also comes out to for all my friends who don't want to look it up don't want to convert the money that's 834 million dollars think about it that's 834 million dollars is what a team has to pay just to be able to talk to Messi. Just to talk to him, guys, about a contract, about a deal. $834 million. Think about what you could get for $834 million. This is truly why Lionel Messi is the best player in the world. And he has the release clause to back it up. And that's how much Barcelona believes that he is the best player in the world. He is the GOAT. He is the number one. He is the Michael Jordan of the soccer world. Forget Ronaldo. Messi is the one. And I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of arguments about that. Bring it on. We'll talk about it. I'll discuss it. But I mean, messy guys. $834 million. Not sure who has the money to pay that if he's not on a free. So what happens next? Does He didn't show up for the COVID test today that Barcelona was putting on. So he's no longer considering himself a Barcelona player, even though Barcelona is not allowing, not honoring his transfer request from what I've read. That's outrageous. So again, who has this money? So Messi to City, Messi to anybody could relatively be off as of today. But we will see because crazier things have happened, guys. We have seen crazier things happen. Another transfer rumor that came up a couple days ago, right before the Community Shield, Wolves is in for Ansley, Maitland, Maitland Niles. 15 million pounds is their initial bid. Will Arsenal accept this? Not sure. I know there's negotiations. There's talks going on. But if you watch the FA Cup, FA Community Shield, I'm sorry, on Saturday, it was also happy birthday to Ansley. It was his 23rd birthday on that 23rd birthday on that day, as well after the game because of his performance, which was superb. If I might add to myself, he played very well that game. He got caught up to the England squad as well for these upcoming uh, Euro Nation games. So Ainsley May and Niles is in the rumors for Wolves for 15 million pounds. That would be a huge bid for him. 
I think Ainsley really showed who he was in the FA Community Shield. We'll get into this later. We'll get into the game later. But this guy really put on a show this weekend. On the wing, in the middle, up top, this man put it on. And now we'll get into the United transfer rumors, which have been up and down. They've been quiet. They haven't really signed anybody. Disclaimer, I'm a United fan, but this podcast is going to be very unbiased. But I might get a little biased here and there. Forgive me, it's human nature as a United fan. As any fan, you always kind of cheer for your team. You want to have that fandom, but you also want to keep it biased, unbiased as well. And that's one thing I'm going to be really focused on this podcast. Today, they supposedly have signed Donnie Vanderbeek from Ajax for $40 million. Um, supposedly done today. That was on Twitter, but we will see. Um, supposedly Matt Judge, who is the chief negotiator for United, was in Amsterdam today to finalize that deal. Um, should be getting his medical and negotiations contract signed within the next week or so. And then the biggest news with United is Jaden Sancho. What is going on with Jaden Sancho? Is he a Dortmund player? Is he a United player? He's not a United player yet. He's still a Dortmund player. But does he want out of Dortmund? Does he want to stay at Dortmund? No one really knows. I mean, it's new thing every single day. I think in the morning he can be a Dortmund player, but by the afternoon he wants to be a United player. So no one really knows if this is going to get done. But I have seen rumors that Matt Judge, after being in Amsterdam to get the Donny van der Beek deal done, he flew to Cologne, which is only an hour from Dortmund in Germany today, to meet with Jaden Sancho's representatives and with Dortmund's representatives to hopefully get a deal done in person quickly. Jaden Sancho, I think, would be a great addition to the United team, I think. I think Donny van der Beek will also be a great addition we will see. I really would like us to sign a um, center back. I think we are lacking in that center back role. Given Lindolf and Maguire are great center backs, I think we got Eric Bali as well in the center back as well. So I think we have center backs, but it wouldn't hurt to get another one. We can't play Harry Maguire every single game. We can't play Victor Lindolf every single game. Um, and we can't rely on those guys week in, week out. It would be nice to get another top center back in there to kind of fill that role. Now that we've hit the biggest transfer news, the biggest transfer rumors, we are going to hit the new schedule for this coming year. Um, in my opinion, looking at this schedule when it was released, I mean, you look at the first week and the promotion teams are just getting thrown into it. I mean, welcome to the Premier League, guys. You're going up against... Leeds is going up against Liverpool, West Brom against Leicester, Fulham against Arsenal. They're just getting thrown into the league. No easy welcome back for these guys. Um, Some highlights that I want to touch on is Liverpool City, November 7th. I think this game is going to be a decision, an early year decision maker for the title. I think Liverpool and City will get into this later, but I think those two are the two front runners for the league title right now going into next year. The first Merseyside Derby is October 17th. The North London Derby between Tottenham and Arsenal is December 5th. United versus City, uh, December 12th. And United versus Liverpool, which is always a fun to watch, one to watch, is going to be January 16th. Unlike last year, though, there is no winter break this year. So we're going straight through January. They experimented with it last year, and I think they were probably going to keep it this year, but due to the Late start of the season, COVID gain in a way, I think it was 
best to just ditch it. Uh, get all the games in as early as possible and then get done by May. So we're going to get into the FA Community Shield. I was super excited to watch this game this weekend. I am I mean, can we have only a month in between seasons, period, in general from now on? I mean, that was amazing. I didn't. You didn't have to wait two and a half months for another Premier League game. Waiting a month was just enough. It was amazing. Arsenal defeats Liverpool in penalties. Arsenal went up early by a beautiful Aubameyang goal. Great build-up. They beat the Liverpool high press, which we'll talk about a little bit, and then played that. The ball was played across field to Aubameyang, who takes a touch inside, a couple touches inside, hits it, curls it back stick. I mean, beautiful. That's the type of goal you look for and you are natural seeing coming from a player of Aubameyang's caliber. And then he did his Wakanda forever celebration celebration in oath of in tribute to Chadwick Barson I mean that it was, was a beautiful tribute to him I remember when he first did that celebration right after the movie Black Panther came out he pulled out the mask hit the celebration and it's been a top-notch celebration since but we're going to get into Liverpool's high press this was not a normal Liverpool team you watched they it was talked about during the game this was a team that was experimenting with a little bit something new they were experimenting with more of a little high press and I don't think it worked I I don't think it worked for them and that's coming from me um Arsenal were able to break it really well Arsenal did really well and this might come from Arteta's experience at City playing under Pep who likes coaching under Pep I'm sorry which who likes to build from the back who likes to get the ball into the center back's feet out wide and kind of build from the back there but they were able to break that high press really easily too many gaps in the midfield Liverpool were very Arsenal did well to exploit them within the gaps within that high press and once they got beat Liverpool couldn't recover quick enough to defend um and again we'll get into the predictions next week but I think it's going to be a good city for Liverpool it's going to be another great city season but uh I think they're going to have to challenge a little bit more for that top spot, especially with this transfer market. They haven't really done much in it. And then you have City, who has done a lot. Chelsea, who has done a lot. So I think they're going to um, compete a little. I think they're going to have to compete a little bit more to earn Premier League champions again. All right, guys, that wraps it up for the very first episode of the Away Fixture. A little bit shorter this week. I don't know if they're all going to stay this short, but I wanted to kind of condense some stuff that was talked about tonight i didn't want to get into every little signing every top rumor every every rumor i should say i didn't want to get into all that i wanted to kind of hit the big ones and kind of let it go from there um teaser for next episode next episode is going to be a season prediction type thing we're going to look into next season and i'm going to kind of give you a little taste of what i think is going to happen players to watch out for dark horses if someone's going to have a slump, uh, we're going to look into that next week. So stay tuned for next week. If you guys liked what you heard tonight, if you liked what I've been talking about, please go ahead and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Away Fixture. That's the handle for both Twitter and Instagram. It's at The Away Fixture. Going to be posting stuff on there throughout the show um, going forward. 
And also, if you liked what you heard, please subscribe on Apple and Spotify to stay updated with upcoming episodes, bonus episodes, and that sort of stuff. Also, I know it's the first episode, but if you liked what you heard, please go leave it a rate rating. Um, the ratings always help when it comes to searching and stuff like that. People looking for new shows and they see a good rating, they can know what they're getting into. But be honest, don't give me a five-star rating or a good review just because you're trying to help me out. Be honest. I rather have you be honest than not. Um, But that's it. I'm really happy you guys joined me tonight. I'm going to be signing off. I'll see you guys next week. Peace out.